1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms.
3: You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. You don't think
4: child you would want adult you to be your dad. Wow, that's a mind bender. Let me think about that. I know, because I'd be on to me.
3: Well, (laughs) I certainly got to run around and do more dangerous stuff as a kid than I'm letting my kids do. And I'm not happy about that, but and I'm trying to fix it. Might be too late, um, but uh, we were talking about how everybody's woken up to the fact that our playgrounds have become too safe. This idea of making wood chips and uh, foam and no no swings and they took the slide out of our park. the The highest slide that all the kids loved. Yeah, it was their favorite part of the park for playing like uh, tag. People'd run up the slide and stuff like that. A kid fell off and broke his arm. Had to take it away. You can't, in one injury, it goes away from the park. And now it's just like, there's nothing fun there. But anyway, mm. that aside, the stuff that I used to do would horrify me if I was, if I knew my kids were doing it. Um, I don't really have the, we don't really have the life. Well, first of all, if I did the stuff, if my kids did the stuff that I did, the police would call and say, we found your children. Yes completely unattended miles from your house. Right. We are hitting you with a child endangerment uh charge. Yeah. Cuz my friends and I, I lived out in the country and we would just go roaming miles and miles from our house out in the country mm-hmm. and explore an old junkyard full of cars and all the Oh, sh- wow. You know, That's just, cool. That oh, was awesome. Yeah. And stuff like that and uh and you know, I wouldn't want my kids miles from our house. Uh, crawling around in a junkyard full of all old rusty sharp cars you know when i
4: i'm trying to remember what i must have been seven or younger but we finally were granted permission my buddies and i to ride our bikes to the country store and spend our you know dime allowance on whatever a can of pop or or, or gum or whatever um and it would amuse me to know how far away that country store actually was. It seemed like we were going from, you know, suburban Chicago to, right. you know, southern Indiana, <laughs> but it, it was probably 120 yards, but it was it was a significant <laughs> ride for little kids and and we learned all about safety and the rest of it and went off on adventures. It's kind of like when you go back to your childhood home and right. you're like, This is so Are much you, smaller you, than I remember. Your grandma's home. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing.
3: A common one was um rivers or lakes, creeks. They weren't really rivers. Creeks well, sometimes rivers, depending on where we were. Uh walking out on the ice and seeing how far we could go before the ice would start to crack. Oh boy. Oh, oh, oh man, that's freaking me out. Oh man, my <laughs> friends, we did that all the time. Yeah. How far you can go out and you know, it's starting to crack or your foot goes in the water. Whoa! And you kind of pull yourself out all the freaking time, like I every day. I thought I day. was a
4: free-range kid. Although we did, we were told how to figure out if the ice is solid enough. And, of course, you would try that. Jump up that. and down on it? No. No. Uh,
5: but, so kids learned. It was a way to learn not to drown. By trying stuff. What is the I've never been on a frozen pond or anything. What what's the, the technique? Is there something that I, I should know survival wise going forward? Well, if it makes noise or cracks or anything like that, you need to get off. Shuffle
3: but... shuffle forward slowly. Okay. Uh,
5: yeah. And you I, can yeah. listen for you
4: hear the Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah, you hear it creak. It's loud. Um but and I remember there's something about the clarity of it. I mean, if it's super cl- I can't oh, remember yeah.
3: the 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 thicker it is, the whiter it is. Whiter yes. it is. So Right. Um yeah. Yeah, but I've spent a lot of time walking on ice on water <laughs> and, and hoping I didn't fall through and having my foot go through and then your your pant leg is soaked in freezing water. Oh, and yeah. uh, that, that was just what we did all day long. Yeah. um, And I'd be horrified if my kids were doing that. And then I told them this one just the other day. I had this thing that I did for a while where I would walk from our house. And this is a perfect example of it seemed like I was miles from home and it might have been 100 yards. I don't know. But um, I would go and uh, it was in the the woods and I'd climb up in this tree and there was this branch that stuck out and I would climb out on there and I would hook the back of my jacket on that that (laughs) branch. And I could suspend myself and stick out my arms and legs and pretend I was flying (laughs) like Superman. And I just loved that. Oh my gosh. And I I did that several days in a row where I'd climb up there and I was just kind of hanging and it was such a cool feeling. And then one day, I don't remember if my jacket ripped or the branch broke, but I just went, wow, way to the ground, (laughs) threw all these branches, hit the ground really hard, knocked the wind out of myself, trying to catch my breath of the branches around. (laughs) Do we have tape of that incident, Michael? (laughs) Um,
4: I could get some, I'm sure foreigner
3: and then i finally got my breath of course i never told my parents i did that i just no. you know i just went home with a ripped jacket or whatever and you learned something about hanging at the end of branches. gravity yeah exactly but uh, i'd be horrified if my kids were probably doing
5: that jack would have been starting the the tree branch superman challenge back in the day <laughs> oh yeah exactly That's it's on youtube
4: i <laughs> have yeah, be careful kids all over america are getting the wind knocked out of them doing the superman challenge i grew up in uh, well uh, the first couple of years we lived in uh illinois um, I lived in this apartment complex that was still being built. It was owned by the mob, is well known. Um, but so it was one gigantic construction site. It's it was it was actually one of those places that had like one design of apartments. There were probably ten buildings, big buildings. And then, like, townhouses, then another design of apartments, and it was an ongoing construction zone, and me and my buddies, we're five, six, seven years old, we would just roam around construction sites all day long. We'd watch the machines, and when the machines uh, went away for the day, we'd, we'd climb up on them or, or go through the, the half-constructed buildings and climb up in the frames and stuff, and I, I can't tell you how many times I stepped on nails and needed tetanus shots, <laughs> which is really an unpleasant memory, but... I do remember one thing. I don't remember how we got it. One of the uh, l- other boys in the hood who I grew up with uh, at the time got hold of a can of gasoline. There you go. And some matches. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And, no, we didn't I, – I never – I have never had the desire to wreck stuff. But no, we me neither. Did, we did find a big puddle, and we would pour gasoline up on the puddle, oh geez. then throw a match on it. There you go. Great idea. Now, really
3: strong now, idea. Now, surely you wouldn't... How old were you? Five, six, seven years so, old. Surely you wouldn't want your first grader out doing that. Good Lord, no.
4: <laughs> and I wouldn't either. But I learned a great deal about uh, combustion jack and... and um, Skin grafting? And <laughs> eyebrow growth rates. <laughs> and that was a, an absolutely idiotic idea. On the other hand... I did actually learn what happens when you do that, and what it looks like, mm-hmm. and then the fumes and the rest of it. And and I wouldn't advise it. It wasn't great. I was kind of a wild kid, and it sounds like you were too. But there's probably middle ground between complete veal calfism and 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 what I was doing. I don't, of course, I was a wild kid. You ask my sister; she never did anything like that. Yeah, see, I don't or think my I, little
3: brother. I don't think I was a wild kid at all. This is just what everybody did. It just was just. You just, there's nothing on TV, and you didn't have Netflix, and so you went and walked around on the river to see if you're going to fall through. So like, you
4: had adventures.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just said some. Hey, Hanson, did you living in South Dakota? Did you ever do the thing getting pulled behind cars on the snow? No, I know that was popular Trying with kids, and we had some kid my parents knew broke his neck, and so Ooh. we were never allowed to do that. But oh, all yeah, my, my friends, parents were hardcore against that too. But all my friends did that.
0: Yeah, Sliding mean,
3: behind cars. Oh, we would Jeez. just, you know, my buddies would just grab a bumper and just, you know, cars driving by and we just pull, you there know, you 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 just go. with your feet, you know. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Until yeah. yeah. you hit a spot where yeah. there's no snow. Yeah, ah! <laughs> yeah what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah, But my worst injury that I gave myself as a child, um, I'll always remember because it hurts so bad, and when I think about it, it hurts. Because um, I'd seen it in the cartoons, the whole stepping on a rake and it pops up in the air. Oh, my oh. God.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> a classic.
3: And I was, I was I don't know I was goofing around with our friends we were out in the middle of this cornfield cornfield. We'd go out in the middle of the cornfield and there'd be like spots where there's no corn and we'd make that our hideout or whatever. Children of the corn. And, and we were out in the middle of nowhere and um but anyway I, I had there was a a rake there, and I was going to do the old step on the rake and it pops up thing. And it, Hilarious. Did, it did exactly what it does in the cartoons. Yes. I mean, it f- came up so fast, and that wooden handle hit me on the head. Oh, my God. Oh, oh I can still hear wow. it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can still hear it. Just, oh, rocked my world. Rung your bell. Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those, they didn't know if it was funny or they should be worried that I need to go to the hospital or nobody ever went to the hospital when I was like, It was just not a, really a thing. So,
4: mm. Duh. Mm. wow. Wow. You and Wiley Coyote. Exactly. separated it. So birth. then I put
3: springs on my feet and found a cliff. <laughs> yeah, how'd that
4: go? Well,
3: I played with food coloring as a kid.
4: <laughs> Careful, that'll stain. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at ArmstrongandGetty.com.
3: You're listening to the best of The Armstrong and Getty Show. Information.
4: This is the best of Armstrong and Getty.
3: Featuring our podcast,
4: One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.
3: <laughs> two things going on here. Three things, actually. You said you had something for the podcast. That's good enough for Joe and I.
4: Oh, hey, no, <laughs> speak for yourself.
3: Uh, two, which is similar to one. Uh, uh, the, 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 the quality control for the podcast is way down here. And, uh,
4: you realize the mics are on, right? And thirdly, this is a test. <laughs> this is only a test.
3: Exactly. If this is good,
4: <laughs> Actually, be- I think, isn't that a federal offense to like
5: fake an emergency uh, alert system? <laughs> or- yes,
4: it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's only for broadcast, though. It's internet. This is open waters. It's international waters. There's oh, no you're right. Yeah, yeah.
4: You're right. Anything goes.
3: Oh, wow. Scabbins.
4: Right, that's why we can cuss. Drug use. Um,
3: But so if this is good, Sean is fine. But if obviously since he took the lead on this, said he had something, if it's bad, oh, endless attacks.
5: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Now I'm interested. Uh, So uh, this is from a comedian and I believe a late night writer on one of the the shows uh, of the evening. But if band names were literal, what band would be the scariest band to fight? And he, he says he's torn between Megadeth and 10,000 maniacs.
4: <laughs> ah, you almost have to go with 10,000 maniacs. I mean, that's I mean, a real strong one. <laughs> that's a hell of a lot of maniacs.
5: Oh, oh, that is pretty funny. Like, I'm scared to fight one maniac. Well, right. <laughs> they have
3: the well the maniacal strength. Yes.
4: 10,000 maniacs, your, gook, your goose is uh, cooked. Or your gook is coosed. Either way. I don't one. care
3: if you are a Megadeth. 10,000 maniacs. Right. They're coming at you from every direction right. above, below, behind. Of course, uh, taken literally,
4: mega death is a thousand deaths. So, I mean, if they can slay a thousand, certainly I'm no match. But uh, I don't want to get nonetheless, off. Nonetheless, in, sh- in terms of sheer terror,
3: I don't want to get off track. I'd hate to have a tangent during the podcast. But um, I'm not into the superhero movies. You have been, Sean. Yes, uh, my son and I watched the finale. Of a 32-part series?
5: Yeah, you watched Avengers Endgame, the final of the uh, the Infinity uh, the Infinity War saga.
3: Having never seen a moment of any of the other movies. Correct. So it didn't make much sense to either one of us, although he seemed to know from the schoolyard variety of things. But I can't figure out what's going on in terms of the fighting, like similar to the Megadeth versus 10,000 Maniacs.
4: By the way, I have my choice for when you're done. Go okay.
3: on. <laughs> um, I, I don't... Is anybody stronger than anybody else, or... They all they all seem to be able to just beat the bejesus out of each other and right. recover at some point. Yes.
4: Yes. yes, yes. My question has always been: So why bother?
3: Yeah, it's, yeah that's it. That's it. Yeah. What is the point of this fight if ultimately I can come back, no matter how hard you hit me, and I fly into a wall and all these things crash down on me? Well, there's principles involved, and then and then you just then you just come back and you're fine. And so do they. And so do they.
4: Right. Why are we bothering with this? That's my question. Because it's entertaining. Because so much punching. In terms of sheer terror, literal band name. Ladies and gentlemen, get it on. Bang a gong. T-Rex. That's pretty good. You turn around, you have a freaking Tyrannosaurus Rex coming at you. I don't care how Please. many maniacs you are. That's true. You you wouldn't have time to fill your trousers. I wouldn't have
3: thought there was anything that could beat 10,000. Um, mentally disturbed people. Now, now going through uh, some of the... the one rep- of the f- most ferocious dinosaurs could probably yes. do it. Yeah,
5: 30 feet tall. Scrolling <laughs> <laughs> through some of the uh, the replies to this uh, this tweet. A very common theme are various uh, cities, right? So Chicago. That'd be, it'd be tough to take on the city of Chicago <laughs> in a fight.
3: Mm, crazy, Alabama,
5: Boston. Sure. Yeah.
3: yeah. An entire state They have a national guard.
4: Well, they'll murder you for being on the wrong block in Chicago, so I nominate Chicago. I like this one. My hometown.
5: For first place, he's got a five-finger death punch and the Foo (laughs) Fighters. Uh, Last place, he has Weezer. Weezer, not (laughs) at all an intimidating band to fight. Also, he has them ranked.
4: Very good. (laughs) Oh, that is good. That's beautiful. Do you have more, or is that the... uh...
5: Oh, I mean, there's various. Uh, you, you got the Kentucky Headhunters being nominated. Oh, no, I mean, like more topics. Mm. Or... Oh no, no, that was that was the only one. Oh, okay, Asia, uh, Asia is a band. I mean, that's yeah, a, wow. Hey, they got the well, coronavirus. The they got Wuhan yeah. nuclear <laughs>
3: weapons. That's pretty. tough. Communism. I think I like Asia against the T Rex.
5: Although
4: I, I, the, the <laughs> geographic locations is a stretch to me. You're just overthinking. Did
3: it. Jefferson Starship have any weapons of any sort on board? Like rays or anything? I don't or know. Type? Was
4: it a scientific craft or, an, or like a battleship? It yeah. was unclear.
5: Grace Slick with a ray gun. <laughs> to achieve... Okay, this is from some random Twitter person. To achieve one mega death, the maniacs would have to kill an average of 100 people each. Based on historical maniac data, that seems unlikely. <laughs> oh, so mega is a million then? I or? guess so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Well,
4: that wow. That would be uh, productivity. Yeah. You know, if I'm on it or under it, a Led Zeppelin would be terrifying. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, a, it's a,
5: a different case. It's a special case. Jimmy Eats World was mentioned several times. I get it. They, <laughs> Wait you know, a minute. They're world eaters. Well, yeah, please. Yeah. We have a winner.
4: <laughs> I mean, 10,000 maniacs can't ingest an entire planet.
3: But So who's the bad guy from the... Uh, Thanos. The, Thanos. Yes. Yes. We're back
4: on this. Even, but, Thanos was the one single drop of blood. Company. No, that wasn't was the
5: Theranos. Oh, sorry. But
3: even as big as Thanos was, no matter how hard he punched Captain America right in the face, and he was way bigger than Captain America, Captain America would get up from the rubble and come at him again. Well, come.
5: that's the American fortitude coming to the front there. And
3: also will say he was... His
5: glancing <laughs> well, blows, and he could some good horse man, right there. I hate he, to let that go on un, un unheeded. He could deflect with his shield made of vibranium, and often. Uh, oh, here's an
3: vibranium.
5: Yeah, vibranium. That's the, the 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 metal that his shield is made out of. It's uh it's what the um the Black Panther suit is also made out of. That it's uh, the the most uh, sturdiest metal on demand. To,
3: I like when Captain America misplaced his shield a couple of times, and then <laughs> the last time Robert Downey Jr. said. If I find this again, I'm keeping it. <laughs> Gave it back to him.
4: Uh, but they also, <laughs> uh, there are a number of sex sex toys made of vibranium as well. <laughs> yes,
5: but similar to the vibranium, they often get around that by they they have technological clothes that are kind of armor based and deflect energy and and uh, you know they they kind of uh, hand wave their way past. I didn't those realize sort of Ant
3: Man, who is the funny guy,
5: uh, uh, played by Paul Rudd. Yes. Yeah.
3: I didn't realize he could get giant and small. I thought he was just life size, normal size, and small, but he can get giant also. So uh, that actually but is a pretty good superhero. It
5: takes a lot of energy out of him, and that's uh in mm. the in the Ant Man movies, his caloric intake you will, is is kind of a theme because it, 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 you know sure. to be giant requires more energy. Certainly, yeah, with the
4: metabolism of, of an ant. What was the that's the American spirit coming to the, the fore. <laughs> is that what you said? Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs>
3: The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com.
4: This is the best of Armstrong and Getty.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy,
3: Information.
4: this is the best of armstrong and Getty,
3: featuring our podcast one
5: more thing available everywhere get more info at armstrongandgetty.com the biggest tech moments of the past 25 years it's one more thing <laughs>
1: Armstrong and Getty.
5: One more thing. According to who? Yeah, hey, it's uh, according to this website's uh, fast company. Uh, oh, that's a good, uh, yeah.
4: good site. Formerly a good magazine. I used to read it uh, really? on aeroplanes from time huh. to time. I don't know it. Um, didn't do me any good look at me still sitting here in this dead-end
3: job
5: yeah they have compiled a list of the 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 25 moments in tech that define the past 25 years uh not going to go through all of them because not all of them are that interesting
3: the um, iphone hitting the scene on there or is that not that sort of thing you're talking about
5: uh kind of they go a little bit
3: changed my life
5: ahoy ahoy captain obvious they go a little Come bit more, more meta with like uh <laughs> like number six uh Steve Jobs goes home. It's, it talks about when he rejoined Apple after mm. leaving to do his own different company, and right. which led to the, the iPhone, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Um, but just starting off with... And, uh, these are, some, would somebody have come up with the iPhone if he hadn't? I mean, was that inevitably... like The computer is
5: getting smaller and smaller.
3: We were eventually going to fly. If yeah. it was 10 years later and it was somebody else in a different country right. and not the Wright brothers, we were going to fly. But yeah, we're, I think w- something like the iPhone.
5: Hmm.
4: Probably.
3: Although, uh, mm, would
4: it have been
5: uh, if it weren't my the phone? The things I've... that make the iPhone special. Yeah. I don't know.
3: Yeah. I don't know either.
5: So, just uh, starting off uh, at the at the top of this list, and I believe this goes in uh, sequential order as opposed to ranking of Im- importance. But uh, section two thirty plants social media seeds.
3: Yeah, I just been I just finally really really learning and understanding about two thirty how it came to be its original intent, etc.
5: So, yeah, this was in 1996. Section 230 of the Communications Act says that online services can't be sued for their users' content.
3: I think it started with um, uh, the, uh, the what was the America Online or whatever? How did people get on?
5: AOL AOL. Yeah. when the internet came to you in a, on a CD in the, in, in they the had mail. To,
3: they had to say right off the bat, look if somebody posts something on here. You can't blame AOL for it.
5: You've got mail. And this predated YouTube and Facebook by nearly a decade, but it allowed those sites to...
3: There'd be no Facebook or any of that stuff or the comment section in the newspaper or anything without Section 230.
5: Um, uh, Number two, online addiction gets affordable. In the early days of online internet service providing, uh, you know, back when it came to you in the mail on a CD, you would get paid per hour of internet access. It wasn't until again 1996, AT and T gave its World Net Internet service a flat rate of twenty dollars a month, hmm. which then just uh, greatly removed one of the barriers to spending too much time online.
3: Yeah, I remember my early AOL days. You'd like dial up, kind of keep track of how many minutes you're on, shut her down. Right, and I, I somebody
5: mean, would pick up the phone, and then you got kicked off the internet.
3: Right, <laughs> I, I had I had no anticipation whatsoever. This, which probably speaks to what how narrow minded I am about the world. I just, I didn't anticipate any of this taking off the way it did. Mm. I remember like checking email like every couple of weeks to see if anybody'd sent one.
4: (laughs) I do remember vividly when we were first becoming aware of the interview and we were doing a different version of the show. It was actually when we were in Charlotte. Um, and we did late night relationship advice. Yeah, exactly. A lot of sex stuff. A lot of, uh, <laughs> how long have you had the warts? Um, <laughs> but we had this, uh, this uh, show prep services, they call it in the industry that would send you a bunch of different stories and things happen in the news you might want to talk about. And it would take about nine minutes to convey like, I don't know, 10 typewritten
3: pages, just print
4: just print
3: no movie
4: <laughs> right no just print and if our phone rang during that time it would abort the whole process and i'd have to start again
3: nightmare if you've had the warts for that many months you should see a doctor
5: yo oh, lordy uh next up on uh on the list here we have go to.com establishes pay per click advertising oh, um no. so what year was that oh. uh let's see this was
3: the first pay-per-click advertising. 1940.
5: I think, uh, late 90s, if this is all presented in, that was the beginning in chronological of the end. order. The beginning of the end of everything. So Google search engine, uh, just reading from the article here, was a technological breakthrough, but it wasn't a viable business until the company embraced pay-per-click ads. And for that innovation, it has goto.com to thank. Um, goto.com founder hatched the idea of having advertisers bid on top placements in search results and then charging them when users actually clicked on the ads. And years later, we have no actual fourth estate of journalism.
3: Yeah. Um, a lot of this stuff, it's true with Facebook. It's true with, um, uh, you know, Google. A, a lot of this stuff was, or even Steve Jobs, the genius, a lot of this stuff was more accidental than they want to lead on. Or, you know, I don't think Steve Jobs is anticipating the way apps would take over the phone. I mean, because that wasn't really a thing at all right right they and might then have had inkling, developers but... started putting those together and well, that actually
5: brings us to the next item on uh, on the list here where in 2007 apple launched the app store the iphone itself was a breakthrough in personal computing when it launched but the revolution didn't really start until apple launched the app store a year later suddenly a safe and convenient source of touchscreen friendly software from games to utilities to mm, fart apps was just a tap away uh, and developers done that, yeah, and developers lined up to uh to be a part of the app store economy, yeah, and the app store was really the catapult of the the smartphone as opposed to the smartphone itself. Yeah,
3: I get it, and people figured out I can become rich if I come up with a good app idea, mm-hmm. and they did.
5: Uh, just a couple others that I think are a little less interesting than the ones I already mentioned. Um, House of Cards ushered in the streaming originals, mm-hmm. uh, Netflix's first original, and uh, I, I really give Netflix so much credit for this, where they created an empire off of other networks' table scraps. Right? They, an they, NBC aired Friends. It was done. They said, "Well, we have no use for this anymore." Uh, oh, look at this, this this little company. What is it? Netflix? Netflix? <laughs> They're offering us some money for this thing that we no longer have use for. Right? Well, they sold it to their- Idiots. What their, <laughs> what would become their biggest competitor. Go ahead pay us for it.
3: Feel free, idiots. Yeah,
5: yeah. Look at this sucker. So anyways, they ushered in their own demise with that. And then when they started to realize what they had done, they were pulling back. They would, they would stop selling content to Netflix. Netflix realized that, said, hey, we are a widget selling company that doesn't make widgets. We need to start making our own widgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh... But, like,
3: Zuckerberg didn't know the way Facebook was going to take off. I mean, I think he admits that himself, doesn't he? It was a...
5: It was a way to rate college co-eds yeah. if they were hot or not. <laughs>
3: yeah, you stumble upon something. Hey, wait a second. Uh,
5: and Wikipedia published its first article in 2000. Uh, with all due respect to the editors of Encyclopedia Britannica, this just pretty much did what you do, but better.
3: I was an encyclopedia salesman. <laughs>
4: What was Wikipedia's first uh, article? Line? I'm assuming it was about the aardvark. Uh,
3: you think they went <laughs>
4: A-A-R-D-V-A-R-K. I aardvark.
3: use Wikipedia almost every day. I'll bet I use it like 300 days a year. And yet you know nothing about aardvarks. <laughs> um, Go figure. It's, it's amazing how it, it has taken over needing, you know... First layer information about stuff, oh, yeah. and clearly the way they, the way people get into citations of it and everything like that, it's been improving over time. I always assume because there are enough activists out there on all sides that the Wikipedia thing is going to be pretty good mm-hmm. on big issues. I would agree. I mean, we've had crap on ours, but nobody cares what's on our Wikipedia site. No. But like, if you're going to look up Roe v.ersus Wade, you know, on Wikipedia, and it's going to give you how that played out. The fighting over that is so vicious. I'm thinking it gets to a pretty good place of where it's pretty pretty accurate. Don't you think? Yeah, That's yes. what I assume. Oh, yeah.
4: I, I, I think it's pretty steady. It yeah. is. When you get down into the nitty-gritty, sometimes it, it seems a little prejudiced, but you it know, depends on your point of view.
5: And uh, I'm thinking
4: of a, a, a new game showing and to try to sell to the networks, and the long and short of it is there's like a prize on the other side of water, like four-foot-deep water. And uh, the contestant can choose whether to like grab grab a little boat and paddle across, or just plunge into the water and go. And I'm going to call it Row versus Wade. <laughs> what do you think?
5: That's very clever. I think it's going to be controversial.
3: <laughs> so it's like waist deep, and you could just work your way over. Jack there. just
5: decided to row.
4: Here he goes. <laughs> Will he beat the clock?
3: Oh, I love a clock.
4: A game show's always better with a clock. Oh, yeah. That's the first thing I came up with. Is we gotta have a clock. Welcome to Roe versus Wade. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget to even earn the right to cross the Lagoon of Doom, you have to win three
5: rounds.
3: <laughs> oh jeez. Mm. <laughs> Any more of that interesting, Sean? Uh
5: I'll just do this one as a last one. Uh in June 1999. Uh, Napster hooks the world on digital music. Oh. Do it got us all used to the thought of, uh, hey, why buying just, an album? Yeah, why would I buy an album when I can yeah. just have the entire collection of music in my oh, pocket and listen would... to it in really bad quality?
3: So ninety nine was the beginning of the end for people becoming gazillionaires for having a hit. Correct. You'd have to actually tour now. Yeah, that's something. Yeah.
5: Ah,
4: the internet, so good yet so evil.
3: I know I've told this story a hundred times, but one of the reasons I think about it a lot is it astounds me, and I try to remember it. I can remember like it was yesterday when our news girl, Jamie Coffee explained to me she was sending a text to somebody, and I thought, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Right. Why would anybody ever do that? And I rem- remind myself of that all the time just to show how short-sighted I am <laughs> and how much I lack imagination. I, I There's another Why thing. Why wouldn't you just call them? That's moronic. Right.
5: You also said that the DVR, you didn't understand the DVR. And you said, why
3: would I want to pause TV? And I don't remember that. But I that, remember that. I can believe it because yeah. I'm an idiot.
5: I'll
4: find that tape and play it, Michael. I'd enjoy it. <laughs> Unsubstantiated.
3: This time of year, man, there's all kinds of sales going on and you're looking for a deal. How about this with Simply Safe Home Security? First of all, it's the best home security system that you can get, according to U.S. News & World Report best home security of 2020 also won cnet editor's choice for home security was named best of 2020 by forbes and popular mechanics but here's the special deal for this time of year get 50 percent off simply safe plus a free security camera right now now the deal ends on friday but 50 percent off any simply safe system with a free security camera that's pretty impressive now this is something you can set up yourself in 30 minutes it's really easy then simply safe security specialists take over monitoring your home around the clock ready to send emergency help the moment there is an alarm it is so good it's so easy to use it's so easy to sim- set up and you can save a lot of money right now get 50% off simply safe plus a free security camera by visiting simplysafe.com/armstrong again the deal expires on friday simplysafe.com/armstrong armstrong and getty you're listening to the best of the armstrong and getty show
2: Armstrong and Getty. This
0: is the best of Armstrong
4: and Getty. <laughs> you, you famously hate modern art yes, and you're I do. reading a thousand-page book on Andy Warhol? Well, I'm Want sure it? I won't
3: read the whole thousand pages, but uh Yeah, I do famously hate modern art. And I do I think it's stupid and I still I've done more research on it and I'm con, I'm convinced I'm right. It is stupid. Um But the whole Andy Warhol commentary on uh, fame and materialism, I find just freaking fascinating. Oh,
4: okay. Now you got me. Freaking fascinating.
3: He may may have actually been... He was either one of the great geniuses of all time or a complete fraud. And there's like almost no in between. It's just one or the other. Although
4: there have been frauds who are geniuses. Because once they got an opening, they exploited it ingeniously. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. So maybe as an artist, he was a fraud, but as a making himself a worldwide celebrity, he was authentic as hell.
3: I'm a little with art the way I am with (laughs) philosophy. Like I can get into it and I think, okay, I'm starting to grasp it. And then ah, I lost it. (laughs) I just I I lost the thread of her. The next day I I get really into it and it's deep. And I think I've really learned something here. And then the next day I can't remember what it was that I learned. But like when, when he showed up with his, uh, his soup cans and his Brillo boxes that he's famous for—it was a commentary on the abstract art preceding it. To so, to a certain extent, perhaps because nobody knows. To a certain extent, he might have been saying modern art was crap. Okay, mm. if that's art, this is art. Who's going to say what's art and what's not? I mean, well, that was like part that, of what he was doing.
4: That pee your pants challenge thing we were talking about—the guy's point,
5: I think, was how stupid are people? I'll bet they'll do this, and he was right. I've I've just been scrolling through his quotes here, and, uh, you know, he's got some things that are ridiculous. People should fall in love with their eyes closed. Okay, thanks, Andy. But I thought this was interesting. Being good in business is the most fascinating kind of art. Making money is art, and working is art, and good business is the
3: best art. Yeah. How interesting. Super, super deep and interesting. I've Uh, always hated his haircut, so I really couldn't get into his art. Almost entirely wigs. He went bald in his 20s. Huh. Had terrible skin, so he's a very unattractive dude, right? Um, and that that's part of what drove him in in uh, in a bunch of different weird ways. But yeah. yeah, wow, you know there's and he was a super genius. He went to he went to college when he was seventeen, got a job on um in New York right off the bat doing commercial art for a bunch of companies and and got rich doing that, and that's what wow. funded him getting into you know doing his own thing.
4: I'll be damned. See, you know it's funny. I'd always gotten this. You know, this one-sided impression of the guy. You know, the cliched Andy Warhol, you know, story. And I, I didn't know some of those things. And the fact that he was an unattractive little smart guy who probably was a complete misfit in oh, yeah. a lot of ways. Um, uh, that's, that's the sort of person I root for a lot, partly because, uh, you know, at least one or two of my kids' answers to that description. But
3: but then his, when, you know, when he gets into his commentary on celebrity and, 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 and yeah. fame and... What is art and what is not and commercialism? In our and you know, at a time when we had really post-war, he was born in 28, so he you know he lived through commercialism really coming to age and people being so concerned about stuff and brands in a way that nobody really ever had in human history. Certainly not the middle class had in, in human hmm. history. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's some really really deep stuff.
4: You want some really trivial Andy Warhol trivia? John wrote us an email when we were talking about it during the radio show. I uh, read somewhere that on the day that Babe Ruth hit his last home run, I believe it was at Pittsburgh, Andy Warhol and his older brother were in the right field seats, and his brother ended up with the home run ball.
3: Wow. Is that true?
4: Little Johnny Warhol. I don't know. <laughs> um, nobody, I don't know if it's true. John claims it is, and it's an odd lie.
3: <laughs> so he comes up with this art that, you know, is what how is this art? You got stuff from a grocery store. How is this art? But it's a commentary on art and it blew people's minds. Well, so then it became then celebrities got into it. And whether so at that point, whether it's real or not, now you're into the Kardashian thing, right? Now you're just famous for being famous and you're hanging around famous people. Once Bob Dylan and Mick Jagger come to your studio and hang out with you. Then everybody else wants to hang out with you, and they want to hang out with you because, and it just it just spirals. Right. Or, there's almost no stopping it at that point. Yeah, yeah, really. And then, and then the most interesting nugget of all that I think I've come out of this is he's a practicing Catholic who went to mass three times a week. Wow, wow. How do you mix that into everything? Which uh, really, wonder, which which leads me to believe, um, because he gave different answers every interview he ever. He ever gave. So knowing what he actually believed is difficult. The fact that he went to mass three times a week and was a practicing Catholic makes me think he did have a negative view of commercialism and celebrity and that sort of right. stuff. That'd be my guess.
4: Well, I was going to say I'm I'm absolutely intrigued by the question of how he felt about what he had created, because he doesn't sound like the sort of guy who thrives on the shallow Trendy approval of people he doesn't even know
3: well and so he got a bump from Europe in sort of the way that uh, you know the anti-Trump craze if if it hurts Trump we like it so him becoming popular Europe thought he was criticizing America so he Ah. became just the darling of Europe and just was so celebrated there. And he could go there and just be treated like a king and meet all the most important people and all the biggest celebrities and everything like that. But it's not certainly true or necessarily true that he was criticizing America. Hmm. Who knows? But they thought he was, so that's good enough for us. He's anti-America, so he's got to be somebody we like here in Europe. But he might have been just the quote um, uh, Sean was reading, just celebrating, look what we've done in America, creating these businesses and and mass-produced food for, for people and blah, blah, blah. I don't
4: know. Yeah, I'm like you with art and philosophy. Okay, so it was actually a commentary on, but not a criticism, but it was actually praising. I don't know.
3: And if you think this is all a bunch of crap and stupid and meaningless, that may have been his point.
4: <laughs> that ah, which is that? Ent- Somebody needs to tell me what I'm supposed to
3: think about art. His entire point might have been this whole art thing is stupid. <laughs> people paying for it and, and becoming a celebrity for it. It's just dumb.
4: Well, So, again, it was the 19, you know, whatever, 55 to 75 version of, I'll bet if I peed my pants, people would click on this.
3: Yeah, sort of.
4: Or it wasn't. I don't know. And he's not telling you.
3: The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty.